Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, this is Captain Poodle speaking. Are you ready to find love? Yes, ahoy, matey. Love. Do-do-do-do. Exciting and new. Go online. Mmm. They're catfishing you. Shocker. Beyonce. Soon you'll be flying to parts unknown. 90 Day Beyonce. Marrying someone you only met on your phone. They French or Chinese, a brand new K-1 visa's the key. Ooh, the key to what, Poodle? To love. It's reality, yes. Let's love. Poodle just told me something for like the third time, and I said... <laughs> You've told me that already. You can't start forgetting things because then I'm fucked because that's what I do. You're right. My my um my grandmother did that and <laughs> uh my mother would go, "Cuss. Another she told me that story again. Can you believe it?" And <sighs> and now she does that. Yeah. And I said I said, "And you'll tell her." You're like, "Yeah, you did tell me." She'll just keep going. Well, you're going <laughs> to hear it again. <laughs> No, she doesn't even say that. She just ignores me. She just keeps going. Oh, golly. You know what? She needs to get her talking out. So We all are getting forgetful. All getting forgetful. <laughs> this just is happening. a very sad way to open. Y'all, this is reality gaze. Like a bridge troubled waters. I, I will an attorney <laughs> that was one of the saddest displays <laughs> you know uh, y'all we're gonna be honest we're not gonna talk too much about ourselves but poodles had a day <laughs> he had fraud like fraud on my card and he we started this and we sat down and he said oh I said, let's talk about this. He's like, yes. He's like, this episode that wasn't good. And I said, are you kidding? This was the best season, our best episode of the season. And I started listing everything. And then he got kind of. Yeah, you're right. And then he got kind of gay and excited about it because he remembered. Well, honestly. like that dick that you're like, you haven't slept with that guy in a year. And then he comes back to you and you're like, 
Wow. Oh. I forget about that dick. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I was doing this, and it's one of those days where you, you don't even have five minutes. And yeah. uh, and I was, like, sitting down there watching the show, like, playing Beat the Clock. Like, how quickly I can get this done before we need to do it. I've been there. But um, uh, Usually it's because a trick's coming over and Poodle's trying to get it watched before he says he's coming over. Usually. At 9 o'clock, which means he'll be there at 9.20. Mm, more like 10. They're yeah. always late. Do, does a hookup ever show up on time? No. When they do, it's actually very disarming. <laughs> you're like, uh, you're still like, have a butt plug up your butt, <laughs> loosening up. Oh, hey there. Hi, fellas. Didn't expect to see you. I'm still sitting up. I'm still setting up the sex sling. Uh, exactly. And getting the whips out. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, it looks like before Poodles has sex, it looks like <laughs> that scene where they're covering the dragon and Pete's dragon at the end. <laughs> it's like a blanket. They're going, here, over here, George. Oh, catch it. I got it, Roy. Heave ho, heave ho. You're ruining people's childhood again. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move on. Y'all, this is season six, episode seven Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters. Of- what is that? In- hey. Is that in relation to every story? Or maybe it's pro- Troubled Waters is probably Elizabeth and Andre when they're out on the boat. Yeah, I think, yeah. We're on a boat. We're on a boat. Um, before we jump in, um, I want to clarify, because we mentioned this and some of you have gotten confused. So we are talking about 90 Day Foodie Call. We are not doing an Instagram Live. So you don't have to worry about, oh my God, am I going to be there? I'm not. No, we're, we're, we've already, we filmed some stuff. We're editing it right now. Sissy Christina is editing it. It's helping. Is doing that, and we're putting it up for your pleasure. It will live on forever. You do not have to be live. We're just putting it on Instagram in our reels. For a minute, when you said we filmed some stuff, I thought, "What did we film?" And I'm like, "Did I actually? Did I film something?" <laughs> that's how. That's how busy the week has been. And I, I was like, "Wait, did I send them private <sighs> things that I filmed?" <laughs> Do you need to, you're out of CBD too. It's not good. No, I have some. I just haven't taken. I haven't opened the new bottle that I have. Oh, tonight might be the night. So we just want to make, let y'all know that that is. So we're. This is something we've never done before, and it's something that we're we're kind of being picky about. It so. was nuts. It's it's gonna it's gonna come out, and we we just wanted to build anticipation. So, oh, we said that the. Same time. Same time. Same time. Um, anyway, I just want to make that announcement. And um, I was cooking, y'all. I was, was cooking. I was cooking. Yeah, um, I made I'm, fuck soup. It looked like hairy balls in a soup. And you. <laughs> and he, I cooked. <laughs> and I will say this. Yes. Poodle says he hates to eat on camera. He kept eating this soup over. And I was, was like, so hungry. <laughs> it was so good. Um, you know what? I can't. I forgot I was on camera. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Did you freeze any of it for me? So when I come back after taking care of my dad, I can have some. Let's move on. Great. <laughs> um, y'all, we want to. It's June. June, 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 and y'all know what that means. Hey, it's gay pride. It's gay pride. We're gonna get gay and suck some dicks. We're gay. Yeah, that's all the gay pride is about to you. I'm glad. No, it's not uh, at all. Not at all. It's not at all. <laughs> um, uh, you need to wear tiny belly shirts tiny. and prance on a parade. Buy all um, your underwear at Nasty Pig. <laughs> 
my neighbor downstairs had a set of pair, a pair of nasty pig, and I was just like, "Oh my!" Oh, did they say nasty pig? I thought they said something like "breed me." No, they said something. nasty pig. That was his underwear. <sighs> I have a friend who wears them that says they're very comfortable underwear, and I went, "Yeah, I bet that's why you yeah, get them." I bet, yeah, I bet. Anyway, no uh-huh. judgment. You know what? You know what? If Nasty Pig sponsored us, I would wear their underwear with pride. I go. <laughs> you would too. <laughs> I don't know if they want us making pig noises. <laughs> but they would. Poodle would do it. I don't do a know. nasty pig shoot. I don't know if we're their ideal client. <laughs> no, no. Um, so uh, but it is gay pride and we want to um we want to be sure to talk about our new charity for the Sissy Squad this month. Yep, which is the um, Alley Forney Center in New York City, which is basically Helps uh, LGBTQ uh, youths, 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 uh, basically youths. overcoming homelessness and how and gives them tools to deal with all the problems of homelessness and living on the streets, and then gives them tools to get out of homelessness. So, yes. and I think the, the 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 statistics of LGBT uh, youth and especially trans youth who are homeless are it's like you're four times as likely to be homeless or something like that. It's ridiculous. Um, so it is four times your else. It's suicidality is also um, mm-hmm. it's four times as well. The Alley Forney, Forney Center was actually, um, I want to look at the year, but it was one of the first kind of LGBT youth organizations in the country. Yeah. Um, that really Alley kind of- Forney was a person and he was, uh, I believe, a non-binary yeah, he was thirteen. Uh, yeah, he when he when he was kicked out of the house, and he he advocated. They, I'm sorry, I should say they. They advocated for, uh, uh, you know, equality, and advocated for other people, other trans and non-binary youths uh, who are on the streets, and they they found them like shot in the head. They were shot to death in, in eighteen yeah. or something like that. Seventeen and, in Harlem. And Carl yeah. Siciliano, uh, the kind of the founder, of the, named named it for him, and uh, put that in his memory. There and it, and so, and I want to say, I want to look at the. This was only founded. This shows you. I just want to remind people, the even though there are some, honestly, the lack of places we have because again. LGBTQ uh, plus youths are going to be have a higher chance of being homeless. This was only founded in 2002. Yeah. So yes, it's been around for 20 years, but it's only really been in like the last 20 years we have. And I know this from personal, there's LifeWorks. That's a great homeless youth center in Los Angeles. And y'all personally, um, this is, this is where I did a lot of my, uh, not at the California, but working with kids that were homeless, uh, LGBTQ youth that were in, um, foster care i remember i had one kid uh who was these kids it's different when you're giving an example it's different when you're queer so for this one kid um he he was uh mexican-american or his, his parents were from mexico um and just a bad home life went into the foster care system and because so you're thinking okay this kid they're going to be able to match him with a good family in los angeles this is a big system well because of his, you know, they because of his race, they just assumed it would be better to put him with a Mexican American family. Yeah, and as and this was about when I was in school, so this was like fourteen years ago. Um, as you can see, with what we've seen on Ninety Day Fiance, just with Kenny and Armando, 
some of the ideas of and so oh. he bounced around he went to 12 different foster God. homes and being a lot of the and most of the reasons he left every foster home and this was between the ages of uh between the ages of at six to 12 he went to i believe it Good might be 13 Lord. And he went to those different, and a lot of them were because he would go to these different families, and none of them would accept his LGBT. Except he was identified as gay. None of them would accept that because they were either they were Catholic or their culture. Yeah. So finally, um, he ended up going into LifeWorks, which was a homeless center that works with foster youth that are queer kids, and they ended up working with fosters and, and aligned him with. And at 12 years of age, he got adopted into a family that he tells us because he I worked with him a lot. And like a we had an advocacy group and he tells a story about how he said, if so, I knew this was my mom and my dad, because when I told her I was gay, she said, that's great, honey. Let's get pizza and celebrate. And he said, and I never thought that a parent would say that to me in my whole life. So I know that was a long story, but I have a personal connection to working with kids that are in this situation. And I think it would, I don't have any personal connection with the Ali Forney center. I want to make that clear. We're not uh, raising something for that we're involved in, but um, anyway, you're really are giving to a truly organization that is just changing, changing, the lives of so many kids that um, that have, were never given a chance, even right. in the current system. Anyway, off soapbox. So one other thing we need to talk to you guys about, y'all Smothered premiered this week. Uh, season three premiere yeah. of Smothered. There are three new mother-daughter couples. Yes. Uh, and two of them are definitely disturbing. As um, I call smelling tooth crazy. That's that's um, the only thing I can equate it with. It's the y'all, the eight dollar tier on our Patreon is definitely the cringe tier. We've got extreme sisters. I don't know what I'm gonna do between smothered and extreme sisters, because I think extreme sisters has probably got at least two more episodes. I think it goes to um, eight, yeah. So there's gonna be some overlap ugh. where you're just gonna feel nauseous pretty much ugh. all week. Ugh. <laughs> I had a hard time with the at-home insemination uh, yeah. talk. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant – I've had many. <laughs> I've had no, many. it was fine no. last night with my at-home insemination. <laughs> yeah, no, it I, was – That was perfectly normal, complete with the gimp masks. <laughs> Ooh, y'all, it is – That's more normal than the mom inseminating her daughter without telling her wife. Or the mother and daughter who critique each other's sex tapes. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's good. We're excited for this season. The first two episodes, as per usual, are going to drop on the free feed. And then after that, it's going to jump into the... Um, it's going to jump into the... $8 Patreon. $8 Patreon. Roll tape! South Africa. We're heading to South <laughs> Africa, ladies and gentlemen. Again, Scottish accent... By the way, y'all, if you're you're watching this in our intimate portrait, we want to remind you, we're remote but goat. We're remote but goat. You can see my lovely new curtains. They are pretty. It's better than the cardboard box you had taped up (laughs) to your wall. And you can see my lamps in the background and my my archway. And your trash can with the Target bag in it. (laughs) What's wrong with that? I repurpose bags. It needs to go somewhere else. 
you have a metal desk office trash can in the middle of your living room. Get a pretty it's not trash in the can. Of my living room. It's behind my couch. But we literally. You know what? Don't. I, no just one use the term "pretty trash can." No Fuck one. Off. No one comes into your space that goes behind your couch. I get they a go, lot of people coming into my space. Well, they oh. go straight. <laughs> they go straight to your bedroom. However, exactly. I just grab their hand. Even though there are dozens and dozens, eventually will be thousands of men that come through your new apartment, there's still going to be more listeners at home that are going to watch this on Intimate Portrait and see your trash can there. Y'all come at me if you like my Target trash can. Come I'm at fine him. with it. Come at him with pretty artful trash cans. I just think you would like some. Poodle has he's really into a tree theme. I listen. Also, I'm I'm in I'm in transition for putting this apartment that's together. You know, I gotta, so I would love some grace. That's true. I got to call the housekeeper for you tomorrow. Oh God, leave but, me alone! You're in Oklahoma. <laughs> Fuck no, off. I'm not. I'm in Texas. Texas y'all. By the it's way, the same. Same. Y'all, it's the same. Same. It's the same. Uh, doing. Uh, doing. Father's doing well. He's out of the hospital. I'm here with him. We are expected to go back to Oklahoma on Tuesday. Stem cell went well. He's doing fine. This is the Hopefully. first time that anyone's ever wanted to go back to Oklahoma. <laughs> it, uh, I like being in Houston. I prefer. I love Houston. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Um. We That's should it. we should move on to the show. It's like forty five minutes, and we haven't gotten to the show yet. And um, but we just oh, this was this the announcement called Oh Tiffany. Oh, the tears of Tiffany. No, that's tears of Kalani. Get it oh. straight. Uh, this is an Oh Tiffany. By the way, this is the announcement. I bet you're thinking of. We couldn't remember an announcement, y'all. News alert: Tiffany's father's not gay. Oh, that's right. We, we, that's we what found it is. out he, that the wife is, she's very young. He's, he's got a, a young child Good for us. him. Good Go, for him. Because oh, we just thought he was cute. And really, we probably just wanted him to be gay because we wanted to sleep with him. Yep. Um, so, y'all, we're at uh, Ronald. Ron, she, she and her dad. Her father, our, Carlos. Our, our pa as she calls him they're they're at dinner and she's asking him the big question whether she can find he can financially uh co-sponsor uh um, my just my all my happiness depends on you yeah she's really laying it thick so i think this is instead of telling you about it I think oh wow rather, jumping in i think we'd rather describe it <sighs> and immortalize it in another episode of reality gaze theater you can make that sync up in the later on. I like to do it fast because I like you to chase me. Oh, I did it all with you. We was in concert together. I'm sure it was. I'll be playing the role of Tiffany. Please don't try to do his her father's accent. Just begging. I won't. Um, so y'all, uh, this is Tiffany explaining as she's been told by her mother not to do, yep. uh, Ronald's quote unquote Mom- past. Yeah, Mama <laughs> said, you lie, <laughs> don't you tell him nothing. Um, yeah, mother, mother suggested she lie. And so the father will just yeah. pay. Tiffany's uh, got people in her life who give her bad advice. Yeah. Tiffany's mother 
hates Carlos. And now that I know that Carlos has a 24-year-old wife, she really Really hates Carlos. Um, Really. So uh, this is there at the table. Carlos Um, has got his rose shirt on. And Tiffany, Tiffany's dressed nice. She's shoulders out, of course. Her hair's a little short. Don't love how short it's like kind of hitting on her shoulders. I don't mind it. I think she looks pretty. Well, it's it's in between. It's an in between length for me. If she's not selling a makeup line and a shirt line, I can't Kohl's, believe she's at, not at Kohl's. I don't know why. <laughs> it, no, it, Kohl's is good. Kathy Ireland's in Kohl's. Kato. That's what I'm saying. Kohl's is good. Yeah, she's I, like I, second tier. Kato's closed. Is anyway. it? Yes, anyway, I don't think it's open. To the theater, bitch. Maybe she could sell it at Ollie's. All right, let's do it. Um, and scene, Dad. Yeah, you gonna eat those? Fries? I know you're. I know you've yeah. already said that you would give me the money yes. to co-sponsor Ronald, yes. but yes, um, my love. Yes. I need to tell you. Yes. One little thing. Oh, anything. Anything uh, for you. So he's got. A little bit of a gambling problem. It's like over. It's over. Oh, like. He had it. He had a gambling problem. Like when he was like like 14. Oh. so And now he's like maybe 20, 25. He went to rehab. It's fine. Rehab for gambling? It was a a Christian rehab. So... It was well, fine. Thank God. Like, he met us the first day with Daniel and we got him out of rehab and we got married. And, and does he have any other type of records or a restaurant? Surely not, right? Uh, I mean, that's just oh. He's got a little bit of a record. Just okay. a little bit. So But not like not anything for like possessing drugs or stealing uh, from his mom. But the thing was, it was he he had drugs in his friend's jacket. You know how like people put their drugs in their jacket and they give you their jacket and you like unwittingly like have drugs on you and you don't know it? Yeah, that's what drug dealers say. I, I know that's what I thought. Anyway, yeah. but that's not what happened. Also, he oh, may fuck, he may have pawned his mom's fridge. A but, you know, more? <laughs> A Kedmore? I think it might have been. Uh, I think it might have been a G. Even um, worse. Oh, Tiffany. I, I just need to say, oh, dad, Tiffany. Dad, pa, pa. You know I love refrigerators. O- you're the only one that's going to get him here. And and if you know what, if you if you don't do it, we might have to go to South Africa. You know what? So um, I'm going to do this just to piss off your mom. And scene. This was brutal. It was brutal. I have not seen manipulation like this since Andre and Chuck later on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, Tiffany. Well done, (sighs) Tiff. Well done. Well done. I mean, Carlos, he says, well, I'm second guessing what I just told you. Um, And he said, are you doubting this? And Tiffany goes in, well, everything was withdrawn. You know, this was, this was great. Cause he said, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this for you because of his relationship with Daniel. But he says, he says, you know, are you, 
are you sure about this? Because if you're if you're not sure, how is this even going to work out at all? Yes. And, and Tiffany says something I think is a, a thing that I think a lot of people that are in love or have family members that deal with people with addiction. She says, I know he's a good person. But that he, doesn't matter. He's crying. I just want to say this, y'all. If your boyfriend is doing meth, that does not make them a bad person. No, they're an they addict. Have, they haven't. Yes, they are in the midst of addiction and that struggle. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do. And that's for anyone. Because to be honest, I grew up in a house. My dad was very, which kept me from drugs because I was scared to do it because how he react. But my dad very much uh, called people things like druggies and said people he's gotten better with this because he has a better understanding. You missed but, out on some drugs. I know, but he talks about like, shame. People that did drugs are losers. People that did that were addicted were lazy. So he put a lot of those things, those stigma in my head that and society that I was too scared of taking. I didn't want to ever worried about that. You know, if he would have seen me after I snorted three or four lines of coke, the last thing he would have thought that I was lazy. (laughs) I could move. I got it done. Wow. I'm sure that was the prequel to your movie you made, Flooded. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to have sex after you've done coke, though, because you, you don't get hard. Sorry, but, I'm, I'm just giving away all kinds of stuff tonight. But you don't need to use your dick when you have sex. <laughs> but I still like to. <laughs> but that's why a lot of people, I mean, do meth too. They can't use their dicks. That's right. I don't. Doesn't I don't. Work. I don't. I don't want to have sex on drugs. That's the thing. That's that's the, you really could never. That's the thing. If they could invent something, a drug that I could have sex on, I would I probably that, do it. I thought that's ecstasy. Everybody you has can, sex on that's ecstasy. That's true. You can. I have had sex. You know, ecstasy is a problematic drug though because you kind of sometimes. You you kind of you kind of know what where you're going through, and sometimes you don't, and you don't know how long it's going to last. Let's move on from drugs. <laughs> I did you, but all I wanted to say though is that that broke my heart because Tiffany, this goes to show I don't think that I don't. I wonder if Tiffany's been to meetings to Al-Anon meetings and got. I don't think educated. she has been. I think the most education she's gotten about this are either from personal friends or from Ronald's mouth. Because I'm like, if you have done not the work, because that makes it seems like she hasn't done. Tiffany's done a lot, so I don't want to. But if she had done, maybe maybe she has. But I just feel like if she had done some research about the disease more, she would learn that says Ronald could be a good guy, but still be a fucking that his personality. Well, of being a loser has nothing to do with his addiction. It's no, he's, he's just a, a loser. fucking loser. Here, yes. Here's here's my issue. Tiffany thinks that she can save Ronald and bring Ronald across the finish line of her own will. She thinks she can do it for it for him. The best thing that happened to Tiffany and Ronald's relationship is that there's an ocean between them. Exactly. You it's know, the thing the that's going to save her. I actually really like Tiffany. Oh, I do too. And I think, uh, I think Tiffany. Like I, I think, relate to her more than very few people on 90 day fiance. I like her a lot. And I understand why I, I actually understand why she makes the decisions she does. However, something happened in her 
past of something where she thinks that she has to be accountable for other people's mistakes. Yeah. Her father, who's in the picture now, who's making (laughs) up for his mistakes because he left her when she was young. And that's another reason he doesn't say, but I'm sure he feels guilty. The cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. Exactly. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. When you're coming home, you don't know when. Didn't didn't Madonna cover that? I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Am I crazy? I yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I it, it the thing with Tiffany too is that you know when she when her dad says that she just immediately starts crying. Yeah. And Carlos says, you know, his mom and dad were together, and he and he hopes everything's going to be okay. And Tiffany's just you know she's she's saying everything's on the line, and then. Carlos kind of ends and, he's, and he says, yeah, but how stupid would he be if he fucked this up? Ugh. Like how stupid would he, after all the stuff that she's going through. And I think again, it's this idea of, I don't know. I, it, I, I just, I hope people see themselves in Tiffany's behavior and go, I wow. I, I, yeah, I think I've, I think I've we've all had that touch. And so to see that you really can't save someone. And the point being is that in this next scene, Ronald showed exactly who he is Ugh. in this scene. He's such a fucking troglodytic loser. He is. And you He's know what? Oh. Such a piece of shit. This is what Ugh. I was going to say. It's interesting how like. It's like that Garth Brooks song, Unanswered Prayers. That it, <laughs> it is. He's about to be on the Kennedy Center Honors. I'm excited for that. And Dick Van Dyke on the Kennedy Center Honors. Um, Jesus. But. How has Dick Van Dyke not been honored by the community, the, the Kennedy Center yet? And Julie Andrews is going to speak about him. <sighs> Y'all are watching chat tomorrow. It'll be already released by the, we'll have already done it by the time this is released. And yeah. yes, I did think about time. Is is, for Vic- you. is Victor Victoria? Oh, the Kennedy Centers would have already come on too. Sorry, you missed it all, y'all. <laughs> you missed everything we just talked about. But what I was going to say is, you know, it's like you probably the thing that you grow, the thing that you think you want so badly. It truthfully, like, look, we, you, and I grew up trying to change who we are, mm-hmm. trying to change being gay. And we we're like, if only I could change this thing about me, this one my life, thing, my life would be thing. fine. And here we have a podcast that people love and celebrate. And somebody said their hospital talked about us in their newsletter. And, uh, and y'all send that us actually a- made me a little bit teary. Oh, when I, I did. That. I sent it to my sister-in-law who's a nurse. Cause it, yeah. she was like, damn straight. And, and it, it was very emotional. And we get all these messages from you and we appreciate them. And all of that is because we accepted the reality of who we are and that mm-hmm. being gay, I, we grew up thinking that was the thing that was going to hold us back. And it was actually the thing that, that moved us forward. That, that, that like flung us forward. And for Tiffany. Like come hitting you know, my, hitting wow. my chest. <laughs> um, I start to shame you, but then I have to go there. Uh, I, have to, I have to yes and it. I have to. <laughs> Sorry, improv trading. It's like Ronnie. Somebody said Ronnie and, on crap and said they did. Yeah, when you go out with Matt and Jake, you're gonna get a burrito, and they're gonna they're so gross. And then they talk laugh. About, talk about cum and the food you eat. But y'all, we're saying what what you're thinking. That's we the are. thing. But 
what I wanted to say is that for Tiffany, she's for years thinking if Ronald could just come over here and, and if he could, and this is such a problem that he can't get here. This is the one problem in my life. If right. I could just get Ronald here. She said this. If I could just get him here, it will save him. It, da, da, da. And I she think, doesn't realize that Ronald not coming here, I guarantee you, thing. five years from now, she's going to say, thank you, God, for giving me well, that gift. we don't know if they're actually together right now. We don't know. We don't. I, I will say Tiffany is the master of raising the stakes to whatever she's doing and putting humongous stakes on. <sighs> and, it, and it's like it's completely counterintuitive for how she should feel. I, she's on the list. Her... Molly, we really need to get that list of people we want to go save. Oh my God. I, I just want a list. I want to like talk to her until three in the morning at a bar when I'm just so drunk. I'm like, I love you, <laughs> but I need to know here's what I want from you. <laughs> I would do it. I'm like, you need to love yourself. I, I would ask her to do my makeup. Um, God, it hurt me. Anyway. I will say she looks great. Y'all, the next scene, she is at the lawyers. Devin Lugman. Devin, I think it's Luckman. Luckman with a Q. Oh, okay. Um, and she is she's gonna they're gonna get Ronald on video chat. They're like prepping for the the interview. Um and my favorite thing of this scene is y'all, I love Tiffany because she knows a look. And she is sticking with that look. She's still got her shoulders out, even though she put a motherfucking scarf around her neck. She did. <laughs> so it's a she's look. cold around her neck, but her shoulders are hot. Her shoulders are she's hot. I I kind of screamed when I saw her scarf and her shoulders exposed. It was it Tiffany, was, if you listen to us. We love your shoulders. We only we're not making fun of it. We call it out because you know you love your shoulders. It's her too. brand. She's talking about our shoulders, McGee. She's shoulders, McGee. I'm telling you, lean into it. Come up with a line of those shirts. Women will buy them. Women will buy them. Yeah. Anyway, so they're in the attorney's office, and they said, "Let's call in Ronald." And so, picture it. The screen <laughs> comes up. And it's Ronald looking like a B-side deleted scene from Boogie Nights in a haze-filled room, just lounging on a couch with bad lighting. And like party lights. (laughs) And with that visual, I think it now is a time for another installment (laughs) of Reality Gaze Theater. Who's playing who before we start this? Um, We... It's we didn't decide. I, you can do Ronald if you want. Okay, I'll do, do Ronald. Tiffany. I'll do Ronald. The other side. Right. So, I'm fine to do, do Ronald. We ended together because you actually raced to get to me, and I refused to change my pace. <laughs> I refused. All right. <laughs> You fuck with my musicality. <laughs> I don't know if they heard it, but I just played the ballpark sound. We really need. I don't. It we, doesn't work. How I don't know how you can't hear it. We need. We need. We we're gonna have to have Patrick Hine 
be a constant sound effect person at all of our live shows. I know. How I know. do we how do we get him out of his job? How do we get him <laughs> to do it shirtless? Ooh, y'all. And just like the spenders? Ooh, I think that's a little objectifying. It's Patrick. It's fine. We're, we'll get me too'd. Oh, Patrick enjoys it. Again, that's what Harvey Weinstein said. <laughs> uh, we need to move on. Let's get to this scene. Um, Nicole Kidman enjoys it when I talk to her that yeah, way. Yeah, I don't think so. So, uh, so picture it. Ronald's on the couch. Tiffany's talking to her attorney. I'm going to be playing the role of the attorney of Doug or Devin and Tiffany. <laughs> and scene. So, Ronald, hey, uh, this is Devin. I'm the immigration attorney. Um, uh, uh, Ronald, um, Ronald, um, yeah, hey, I'm Ronald, here. Ronald, I'm here. Ronald, Ronald, Tiffany, can you just move your, if could you move your camera? All I see is your mic. There we are. Hi. So fucking stupid. So, yes, um, this is the attorney. Just thank you for being here today. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about, so, you know, um, what are you going to say when, uh, the, uh, 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 um, Ronald, Ronald, can you stop fucking vaping? Everything is on the line, Ronald. Everything. Fine. I, I know what we're going to do. So what are you going to say, Ronald? When, it's very uh, easy. It's, when they I, say, I'm just going to tell well, them everything you been I want a, to do. Why have you been arrested? Pretend I'm the immigration interview. I've been why, arrested why you... plenty of times. Plenty of times. Oh, what, like two or three? Two or three times? More like 10. Oh, like, okay. So, okay, well. I'm going to um, act like a sullen teenage girl. Okay. What, um, you know, what concerns would you have for the interview? I mean, is there, uh, is, is why do you want to come to America? I'm bored. Say something else to make me interested. Um, uh, do, do you have any children or a wife? Is there a reason why you want to go to Maryland? It's particular, Ronald. A homo says what? He's so fucking stupid. Idiot. I want to go to bed. Can I go to bed? Um, Ronald, um, last question. Um, do you want nachos right now? Uh, I want you to shut the fuck up and I want my wife to come see me in South Africa. And scene. <laughs> Y'all, this was the worst display ever. I, I appreciate that you're, I appreciate, I just want to say that if you're watching the intimate <laughs> portrait, that poodle did camera work. He did camera work. He, he, and his body inhabited the character. Ronald. I am proud for you. That was well done. Uh, there's a lot of sitting on a chair. Yeah. Like Y'all, it was. It was. It was like a sullen teenage girl. That's the perfect that, way to that describe was it. What Ron, it's like you can't tell me what to do. And the lawyer says, "You know, after talking to Ronald, like I'm pretty sure it's fifty fifty. Uh, y'all, I think Tiffany's right. Ronald is trying to sabotage this. Well, let's for, her. for people that don't watch. Let's just say Tiffany's more nervous. She gets in the car and, and calls, she calls him. Ronald. And she's like, so how did you think? And he's like, well, I think it went okay. We'll see. He's like, it's in gold tins. It's and in Tiffany gold tins. When Tiffany says, it's literally in it's your literally hands. It's literally in your hands. We talked about this before, y'all. We have. And you say, yeah, 
Jesus will take care of it. No, you have to help Jesus. You have to help Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is like me in gym class. You've got to <laughs> you, give Jesus. You, you've got to help him in kickball. He's not going to get there. No, give Jesus a hand, or at least a hand job. Or at least a handy. And so, yeah, give Jesus a handy, y'all. So, but so this is though where he's on the phone. She says it's in your hands, and then he says, "Well, if it doesn't work out, then you move to South Africa." And she's yep. like, "No, Ronald, get your shit together." And that's when he says, "Well, I just know that in the end, you do have a place to go to. Come oh, here, y'all." See, I'm so is, fucking triggered by his masculinity, his I, toxic masculinity, like who, trigger. And I and I know t- the phrase "toxic masculinity" is overused. But Ronald is the fucking embodiment of it. I just want to smack his like fat, he, like big yeah. gourd face. He triggers <laughs> me the way Mike triggers me, but in a different way. But like, there's a visceral anger. But, but that Mike, comes from Mike hides it better. Mike, Mike does hide hides it, it better. But still, it makes me very angry at both of them because this feels like he's. It feels almost like. Was this Ronald's plan all along to get Tiffany pregnant and trap her so that way he felt like – because I worry about – He doesn't plan. He I, doesn't plan. I'm going to say this, and this is just speculation, so this isn't any factual. But just based off I, – I don't know. I worry – not about the kids at all. I worry if Tiffany moved over there for a little bit of her, uh, I think he would verbally abuse her and potentially maybe even physically. They've already verbally abused each other. That's now true. I will say if he abused her, she'd knock the shit out of him <laughs> and they would probably abuse one another and they'd both wind up in the, in the, uh, in at the police station. Yeah, this is, I agree. This is one of the worst pairings, I think, oh, in 90 Day Fiance history. I just want to, uh, I want, I want to, I, I want so much for her. She's made, as people have pointed out, she's made really, really bad decisions. A lot, and then a lot of people, we say we love Tiffany. A lot of, especially mothers in our Facebook, really are not Tiffany fans because they, and I agree with them. They don't how like could, how she took Daniel how, there. How could, a, and that was a problem for us. How could she take Daniel and over there? So have a t- baby with Ron, have another baby with Ronald. Uh, so I will say, yeah. Tiffany is not a victim in this. Tiffany, the sad thing is, I think what breaks my heart Tiffany put herself exactly where she is. Amen. Totally. She, I she totally knew, agree with you. We knew who Ronald was since we saw him. She, we she all knew, knew. Too, on her bang she, trip. She knew true, but she knew too. And she, and that's the saddest thing is that she got herself into this fucking mess. <sighs> yeah. I, I hate him. She, she is one of the, she is one of the people who no you're, you're like me. You, I, you and I want to save her. Uh, we have this, we have this, and, and like Molly as well, we want to save them from their own choices. Uh, yes. And we, we can't though. We can't. Uh, you, you're more than me, but uh, I'm just kind of like, let them burn. <laughs> yeah. After all that. Y'all, this sh- season isn't going to end. We've seen a preview next week. I guess the travel bans have been lifted and Ronald wants her to go there. I'm telling Fuck. you now. Fuck. That's not going to go well, but that might be what she needs because they're going to go over there and they're going to fight the entire time. Well, we saw in quarantine 
they oh it was horrible in, in, in 90 day fiance quarantine uh they talked to each other in a way that i would not talk to my worst enemy it was bad yeah yeah it's interesting that tiffany thinks ronald's a good person again this has nothing to do with his addiction I don't think he is a good person. I think Tiffany is, but when she is with him, he makes, he brings out this really just nasty side of one another. They're just, ugh. Ronald is a spoiled child. Yeah. Who needs to have his every whim catered to. And if that doesn't happen, he exercises his will on all women or who are around there to give him adulation. It's yeah. really gross. Like, he doesn't respect women. He didn't steal from his dad. He is he from his is, mom. He is to me one of the worst people in the Nida universe. Uh, this is why we don't have guests on the show, everybody. That's <laughs> why it's just Poodle and I. It's not really ever going to yeah, be anybody we, we, else. We really couldn't have anybody. Y'all, y'all, Ed is not lining up to join no, us. <laughs> Ed is not. He is not. I, uh, I totally would have we would have Darcy and Stacy in a minute, though. Just know oh. that. Oh. Queens, if you ever want to come on our podcast, oh. we would be honored. I would talk to Tiffany, actually. I, I would talk to her, too. I would talk to um, But uh, I think people know. We'll we're, still not, read we're not you. really a cast-friendly podcast. Well, we're the voice of the listeners, not the cast. Is that what we are? <laughs> I think we are. I'll have anybody on the show, but. Uh, I'm my fucking voice. Uh, I love Molly, but if Molly comes on, I'm going to read her and be like, girl, why are you so insecure with Kelly? Just tell you know, him. I think I think you're right. I think we keep it pretty real. Um, yeah, I don't want to be in an interview show with Cass. Yeah, I don't. I don't really but I do want to meet Darcy and Stacy. Oh, I would blow smoke oh, up their ass oh, as far as oh I God, needed to to I meet love them. Him. I love him so much. Oh, <laughs> I just want to get drunk with Darcy. Who doesn't? Uh, that's not going to be hard. She'll be drunk the first time you meet her. I just want to get drunk with Darcy and guest star in one of her cameos. Like, we could be backup dancers behind her. Oh, my like, God. Like, she's doing a drunk cameo, and you and I, she's like, so, I just want you to say. Oh, my God. A, Martin, a, it's your birthday. I'm so happy for you. Happy for you. Happy for you. And we're dancing hey, in the background. Love is love. Love is love. <laughs> love. Love, 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 love. Thank you. Oh, anyway. Love, love. We um, need to move on and talk about other cast members. Do we before, need to take a commercial, yes. commercial break? Before that, we're going to take a break for the people in our free feed. If you're on the $8 tier up in our Reality Gates Extra, it will just keep going. See you after the break. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh, Lord, let's just get this over with. Maybe sunrise surprise. Oh, that one's pretty. No, it's got lilies. God, Jaybird lilies are for funerals. You know that. Poodle, what are you doing? 
by the height of your hair, I can tell you're stressed. Stress doesn't even begin to cover it, Maddie. We're about to go on tour again, so I've got to get the perfect flower arrangement picked out for Mother Poodle for her upcoming birthday. I don't know if you're aware, but she's a little choosy when it comes to flowers. I was once berated for sending a bouquet that was too pink and not in a purple. And don't even get her started on baby's breath. Cool. Whoa. Well, maybe instead of flowers this year, you could get her an original song from Songfinch. Songfinch! Yes, our Canadian fans love the song we had written for them. And a Songfinch original song won't arrive with a bunch of half-dead flowers and weeds. Sissies, are you trying to find the perfect gift for someone special in your life but feeling overwhelmed? Finding a truly unique gift that they'll actually love can be challenging and frustrating. That's why we're so excited we discovered Songfinch. It's such an amazing, thoughtful gift, and it's easy and fun to make. That's right. Songfinch lets you create an original radio-quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. They also have unique add-ons that make the gift even more special, like a vinyl record of your song or a -a one-of-a-kind piece of art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. And y'all, we were absolutely blown away by our Songfinch song. They had all of our inside jokes in it, and our sissies loved it. It really summed up everything we wanted to say to our fans for helping us get to where we are today. Whether your song is for Father's Day, an upcoming graduation, wedding, or an anniversary, or even a mother poodle birthday gift, or just a gift to show your loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in one of Songfinch's top artists. Don't waste another dollar on more stuff. Get a radio-quality original song that's totally unique to your relationship. It only takes four to seven days, but the song will last forever. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free, so you and the lucky person you gift it to can listen to it anytime, anywhere. Go to songfinch.com slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or is it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all, you miss everything that goes on in the breaks. When you miss Poodle being mean to me <laughs> and just missing all of my feelings and concerns. When I go, I don't care about any of this. I'm just talking about that. Uh, y'all, we realize some of you have said that 
poodle sounds loud. And, We're working on it. Um, welcome. That's how it sounds in real life. It's just <laughs> and your but with, your ear you you pierce my ears. Something's going on with the program. We don't under so we're doing our best and trying. I think it's better. I also but we're have working a, on. I it. also have a new computer which is much more sensitive. So I'm think. my my gain is so far down on this microphone. You the same person that loved it when we talked about gobos got so excited <laughs> that you just talked about a game because they don't know what that means. They did. We, we need to move on to someone else who doesn't know probably what that means. Michael. Angelo Michael. Um, y'all, I must say, this may be the first person who's ever checked Angela, and I am uh, here for it, uh, and I am loving every minute of it. That's when you said, like, I don't know if this is a good I said this was a good episode. I said, No, you're right. Where- I was wrong because I was in a shitty mood. Get you're my right. pillow. <laughs> um y'all, you're because still not you- getting my pillow. This is what I thought too. When have we ever seen someone shut up Angela? It never has. You know why? When you hit her with enough facts and you don't relent, and especially if you're a male uh, who she may be slightly attracted to and you're in a position of power, she will immediately defer to you. It's interesting. It's true. You just mentioned, though, like seven things someone has to have before (laughs) Angela will defer power to them. So basically like three people. Yeah, yeah. Um, Y'all, so... She's going to... And who we're talking about is her Dr. Sadat, who who is... is And I think he's gay. I feel a gay vibe from him. He can Sadat me. He could Sadat on my face. (laughs) Have a Um, seat there, doctor. Didn't know you were coming for tea. Yes, it brought that on my thighs. Oh, I just... I just made a chest pie. Um, she says, I'm going to use my Southern charm to convince him to do the surgery because he doesn't want to because I've been smoking. And guess what? She's like, so can I give you my word that I won't smoke no more? And, and he said, no, because no. <laughs> you did that before and you lied. And you got to sign this contract, bitch. And if you smoke, you have to pay me $2,000 for not for wasting my time. Which she's hitting, uh, he's hitting her where she really hurts, which is her wallet. Her wallet. And, and the, the reason is, is he says, basically, y'all, um, uh, turn the, ter- skip ahead in two minutes if you don't want to hear this if you're a smoker, because you'll get scared. No, um, you should but, hear this if you're a smoker. I was a smoker, it, so I, I, I would need to hear this. When you hear when you smoke, the blood vessels basically they get smaller and get choked, and so they're not delivering blood supply, especially in your jaw neck area. So there's a very good possibility that skin could not heal and even die. Like you know where people's skin rots. I think that's what I was getting. Necrosis. Yeah. Yeah. So that when he said that's why I'm not going to do it. I will say that's the thing, you guys. If you're if you're smoking, and I smoked, like I wasn't a extreme smoker like i may be a five or six cigarette a day person i was never like a pack a day smoker um but uh i smoked through college grad school and i quit basically when i came to la and i had a really bad drunk period and i didn't want to smoke in my new car 
you yeah, I was gonna say you smoked for about a two years when you were in LA. A year, a year. Yeah, about a year. And then yeah, I then I just couldn't do it anymore. And now when I if I have a cigarette, it's like I I get, actually get sick to my stomach. Yeah. It's, which is I weird mean, as I, as as a singer. But cigarettes are actually I've read some studies uh when I was in school that talked about uh cigarettes actually can be more addictive than heroin. Um, uh, I believe the, it. There's, the, 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 I'm not saying that. I just read some, so I'm not. But and I'm not a drug expert or a counseling expert on that anymore. Mine, but. mine were mine for me. Mine were habitual things that I used a cigarette to either celebrate or forget from. So they were all behavioral things. Um, yeah. And so if you're smoking, think about what you use cigarettes for, uh, and get help either that way or think about working on that part of yourself. And that's almost easier to quit smoking if you work on that than the quitting smoking part. You know, and CBT therapists, cognitive behavioral therapists are really great for that. I highly recommend just dealing with, because a lot of times cigarette smoking is deal, it's dealing with um, or not dealing with anxiety. Amen. And so that's, cognitive behavioral therapy works really well for anxiety, but it also works for thoughts and behaviors around smoking. So. Right. You never know what it's. It, it's a difficult thing. So I'm we're I definitely you know we're we our hearts go out to Angela, and that this is difficult for her. But it was wonderful to see her get red. I will, and, and especially for the way she's been treating we'd, Michael. We'd never seen this before. Like we've never seen her speechless before, and her reaction when someone actually well, checks first, her is yeah. she laughs because it's almost like. Finally, someone who can meet me where I am. Well, she said you're just you're just being rude. She tried to say she that. She did. She tried. She she tried to give him. She tried to beg. She tried to guilt. She yep. tried to shame. And that's when the doctor. That's why I think the doctor might be a little bit of a queen because he said, uh, "You were supposed to quit after your last surgery. This is on you." And then he said. She's like, "Okay, fine. Well, I'll sign the contract." He said, "And then when you come back before I do the surgery." I'm going to do a nicotine test on you. And, and she, she lost her mind. I love she, it. And that's when he gave her the con. She said, I ain't ever in my damn life. Cause she knew she was beat. Uh, she knew she was beat. And I wrote Dr. Sadat as a queen, but then Angela said, well, that she's actually like, I've shows- been medical all my life. Never seen she, such a she's thing. She's actually a home health aide. She's not really in medical. She works in hospice. Yeah. I mean that's medical, but it, it's a it totally is medical, different. But it's like when you're in hospice, you give them the whatever the hell they want because yeah. they're dying. It doesn't. If they want to smoke a cigarette on morphine with lung cancer in hospice, you give it to them. I will say when he said, "If you don't sign this, there's no surgery," and she kind of went, and you saw the the when he said, "I'm not your doctor right now," and you saw the wheels like turning in her head, and she's like, "You know what?" Uh, uh. You're right. Uh, it's got to be me that cleans this up. And just because they did not give in to Angela's kind of manipulation, I'd never seen this before. She had to actually capitulate. She did. It was and amazing. The do- it was wonderful. And the doctor even, she finally even says, that shows me you're a good doctor because I always get my way. And that's when she kind of realized it was up for her to do this. And right. She noticed my- him as a worthy adversary. And so it, so it's going to, which y'all, I, I think that 
I think it's too soon for her to have surgery anyway. But anyway, she. So y'all, she of course, she's in the car in the Uber. Why? <laughs> Fighting Why? in this poor Uber, Uber driver. Smoking in her. the Uber. Oh God! And has and has to can hear her fighting with Michael. I don't can think you he actually can. smoke in the. I feel like this was made a production crew. I think and it, also, I think it had to be production crew. I think you're why right. Why are the top of Angela's tits blurred? I don't know. I think her Did nipples have been out. Well, I think she's still got shit in her bra. You oh from the surgery. Yeah. Shit. Um. I she's will smoking in the Uber. Smoking in the Uber. <laughs> that, that, y'all, that's smoking the remake. In the boys room. Smoking in the boys room. Um. Da, 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 da. I will say. So she hangs up on Michael uh, a couple of times. Well, she, yeah, but she says before she hangs up, she says. She's like, you don't ever call me. It's always me reaching out to you. I'm the one that's been doing all the work. And I have to say, when I was watching this. More berating of Michael. I was like, more berating. This is not true at all. You kind of find out later it is. Well, we we find out later he's been giving her the silent treatment because he's over all this shit. Which, good for you, Michael. But Angela goes into total Angela mode. And again, I know a lot of you don't like Angela. A lot of you do. Or whatever. But... See yourself in her in the fact that we do this a lot when all of us are frustrated and we're we're refusing to make a change of ourselves. We yeah. often want to revert back to, well, I was fine on my own before him. I'll be fine again. Like, I'm, I'm independent. I've been a loner my whole life. I will say the reason why people relate to Angela is because she is who she is regardless of um, – of, what you put on like Angela is more of who she is than a lot of people are on this show. Yeah. And she's going to show you the gross parts of herself. And a lot of people respond to that as like, Ooh, that's not good. And I, I do too, but she's not really faking it. She's giving you full on reality TV, which is why they keep having her. You guys. Yeah. So if you yeah. wonder why they're not keep, saying it's good reality yeah, TV, but if you wonder why they keep having Angela back is because it's compelling because she's not going to act like she's not herself. I agree with that, but her tits are still blurred. So yeah. um, she's saying that she's like, but the thing that goes in with Angela, Angela's a horrible communicator. And Angela's one of those people that expects whoever she's with to read her mind. I feel like at she least does. No, from she what does. we're seeing in the edit, because, and also maybe, I don't know if it's a language barrier, cultural barrier, but she says, I would hope, I was hoping when I would do this, Michael would support me. But I think that's dumb of her to just assume he's going to support something than the way she tells him about it, it. It's a lack of, it's a lack of her understanding of his understanding. And, 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 some of his understanding as well. But I actually think if she tried to understand him more and to communicate to him why she's doing this in a way, I think Michael would be more supportive of it. I, I agree. I And I wrote down, and this will lead us into the next segment. There is not a couple ever in Night Fiance who has more of a cultural divergence of what things mean and what signifiers mean certain things so far of what we've seen. They we haven't seen some seasons, true, but they yeah. just don't, but I agree with that. They don't connect on what they think things mean. 
Maybe, like, maybe I would. Maybe they're second to Brittany and Yazan. <laughs> well, that was the joke season. That was a joke season because yeah. she did. He wasn't honest with her. She wasn't honest with him. They he were, wasn't honest with us. They were only in it for uh, how because both of them thought the other was exotic. Yes, but I'm saying that like their cultures were. Yes. But this is interesting because these people have been on multiple seasons and they still can't meet halfway. I don't Um, think if we ever seen people that have met halfway, at least in our seasons, because like me and Omar, to be honest, um, Avery kind of changed her culture a lot for his. Anna and Marcel. Wow. They did compromise. They kind of met halfway. Can I, can I say something? I, I kind of love them. I, I miss, I miss them. I if miss put, Anna and Marcel when she would call him Marcel in every uh, scene. When if they put them on happily ever after, if they run happily ever after, I'd be so happy. Me too. Oh, and like they're Huey, Dewey, and Louie are gone. So I, I don't, I don't know if I'd have a lot to talk about. Um, I don't know. Besides- I bet Garfield's. I bet Garfield's still there. <laughs> <I'm> Aubrey. <laughs> anyway, you're welcome, Anna. By the way, you're welcome <sighs> because we convinced you to get your moles removed. So, speaking Michael. of, there is uh, there is a mole on. I don't know some TLC show that I saw coming up. Someone's got a mole on their face, and all I saw was mole, 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 mole. (laughs) Y'all, we've been having technical errors. The the (laughs) thing cut out, like I told you, we're trying. Poodle is hungry, and he made himself a straw and vodka and a half, and he's getting loopy. I did. You know, in my with my beard, it's a little long. I kind of like cult right now, but I don't look like that creepy like rat from The Secret of Nim. So do let's you, move on to the show. Let's talk about you, Michael. Like me, do you kind of miss Colt and Danielle from The Single Life and Fernanda? I do miss The Single Life. I do, y'all. I need to post it on Instagram. In our watch along this week, we discovered that Danielle looks like Madame Mim from Sword of the Stone. <laughs> and it's kind of changed. Sword in the Stone. So That's what I said. You said Sword of the Stone. Gary, roll that tape. Um you but know y'all, what? Gary's gonna prove me right every single motherfucking time. Y'all watch Madame Mim from that on Disney Plus if you got it, and your mind's gonna be blown. It does look like Danielle. So let's move on to Africa. We're in Africa, y'all. And We're so in Nigeria, my- baby. So Michael's walking up to his Aunt Lydia, his sister. They're pounding yam. Uh which didn't is know you were called yam. <laughs> Which is not a euphemism. It's real. <laughs> it's like, real. They're actually pounding an actual yam. I would invite a man over to say, hey, you want to come pound yam? Hey, you want to come? Hey, boys. Want to go have pang pang? <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> so they're making this food. And so his sister says, well, how is she doing after a surgery? And um, and Michael's like, she's doing fine. I haven't really talked to her that much. She wants to get a facelift. And then freak out over facelift. Well, because they're thinking what Michael said, she could use that's probably expensive and she could use that money to pay for a baby. That's what I'm saying. There is no understanding about uh, 
Angela wants this for aesthetic value for herself. And they to don't feel get better that at herself. all. They don't get that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This is the farthest um, cultural divide that we we have on the show. I agree. And um, they they basically, you know, Lydia makes a good point, though, because and I can see why she thinks this way. She says, I think Angela's being very selfish and she's giving a lot of problems to Michael. And it made me think, what do they I wonder if they think because Angela would say she's done all this stuff for Michael. Yeah. Do what do you think they think she's done? And that they they don't know. That's the thing. They know so very little about Angela's life because Michael only tells them a little bit. He's he's honestly he's an even worse communicator than Angela. I agree with you. But he's got a big dick, so she keeps going back for more. And that's why she keeps going back for more. Been and, there. And but I I think that's part of the problem. But I think he feels it a little emasculating to have to tell his family about what she's doing. So because he's supposed to make all the decisions. So they're kind of in the worst of all possible worlds. It's the opposite of Candide. This is the worst of all possible worlds. (laughs) That, that is a, that is a really obscure reference. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And make That's going to blow out the... Thanks. I'm going to have to fix that in the audio. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was. You're getting drunk. We've got to finish this show. I know you're getting drunk when you're you're biting your finger. That means you're either hungry (laughs) or horny. Both sometimes. So okay. Anyway, they kind of. um, That's when Michael says, "Well, I just kind of stopped calling her, and I basically ghosted her." And that's when we learned not the way to handle it. Angela was right. Yeah. Angela was right in that he com- this is not what you do when someone's going through surgery and going through a really Angela already feels alone and feels like she was sad about Jojo leaving and she was sad her husband couldn't be there. Right. Now Angela is never she's gonna not she's uh, never gonna forget this and always bring this up of can I trust you to take care of me? Because y'all, that's a part of why she was that was a part of why she was marrying Michael the same way you see old gay men marry young things because they love them. But they also think I'm not going to have kids or my kids are dealing with their own shit. Is this person going to take care of me? Not familiar, um, but that's OK. Anyway, can I just so, get their money? Oh, God. Anyway, that's kind of basically that's it. She's, Michael she says he say- wishes they can make more. He wishes that they could make more decisions as a couple. And he's right. And he don't. does tell them how much it costs in Nigerian money, uh, 11.5 million naira, and they lose their minds, Aunt Lydia and his sister. And uh, he admits that he gave her the silent treatment. And he says, he even says, I don't know if I will, if I will ever be happy as Angela's husband. If Which they is, break up, I'll be shocked. I don't think they will. If they do, I will be shocked. 
I think I he really well. wants to come to the U.S. I think he loves her, but I think he really wants to come to the U.S. too. I agree. Um, I think that's the show. No, we still got to talk briefly. <laughs> I love tr- that! <laughs> He's so angry. Let's quickly talk about... Oh, let's we don't right. want to we, talk about Joby and Yara. No, we, 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 we did. We did. We did want to talk about these people. Um, y'all, Joby and Yara, it's very short. There is, there's a, there's a hurricane coming, shall There's a hurricane coming. Who knows what the hurricane's going to do? Uh, and, uh, uh, uh Mama Gwen going to take, uh, to go take Yara out of the house and go with the hurricane. Hurricane. My father says hurricane for hurricane. Uh, that's It weird. makes me crazy. <laughs> I mean, but my dad says mozzarella. So come at me if your father or mother says hurricane, hurricane, hurricane. So Yara, um, so Jovi wants because the hurricane's coming. He's like, I want you to go stay with my mother, Gwen, because um, he's leaving to go to work. Because she knows what to do. You don't know what to do. It's going to be safer, and you do feel for Yara because she's like, my life is out of control. I really do feel for her because oh, she ev- she has had no agency over her life. None, she's and she's so this. dependent on other people. And, and I she hates Yara, that. She hates that. I think she hates that. And she also hates if she breaks her $500 hairdryer. <laughs> she says, the most expensive hairdryer in the world, the best hairdryer in the world. I will not have it in the back of the truck. I'm sure that it's a Dyson. And y'all, it would it would stand a packing. It's fine. It's Okay. I agree. Um, Gwen's like, Lord, come on. We got to not talk about and this. Joe, and Joey's like, your hairdryer's going to be fine there. It's like, whatever. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to go. And uh, someone someone told me that they felt aroused by my Joby voice. Um, That's the show, everybody. I'm closing this down <laughs> right now. It's like, you know, no, um, no, Yara, no. Yara told me that she didn't want me to leave. And uh, oh, I was mm-hmm. like, Yara, you, I got to leave. I got to, I got to like take care of our family. I mean, I don't know what yeah. you're like, what I'm doing. Your, um, your, your Jovi voice sounds like if a surfer fucked Janine Garofalo. That's made a pretty voice. much it. That's um, not wrong. So Janine Garofalo, what happened to her? She's still around. She is good for her. So they're taking Joby, him to yeah. The, they're taking him to the airport, and then Joby just says, "Y'all, my Joe, my family's very open. Yara is not. I know that's going to be." And Gwen even tells her, "She's like, Yara, I did it myself. I did it by myself too. Because uh, y'all, uh, Yara, I, I can, I can raise a baby." And Joby's dad did the same job that she had, and she right. had two kids. I have to say. I think Gwen's a great mom. I know Me we shaded. I know we shaded her at first because she well, did a lot of because she didn't. I think she didn't trust Yara at first. She didn't know who she was, and she was very American bullshit it's hard, on her. It's hard to be a a, a mother in law in this situation, and she's doing the best she can. I think she's doing a really good job now that she knows that like Yara is in it, like for the real yeah, reasons exactly. that she loves him. Because y'all, I have to say. If you don't think Jovi and Yara love each other after they seeing do. this goodbye at the airport. Who knew this was going to be the heart of the season? This is the I, heart of the motherfucking season. Y'all, they're got the baby's in the car. They walk out. Jovi doesn't want to leave. Yara starts crying. And he's like, Milo may forget who I am. I mean, oh, what am I going to do? She I kind of sound like Miley Cyrus when I do Jovi. <laughs> you do. I mean, I'm Miley. 
I mean, Mila, I forget who I am. It's like, whatever. Whatever. She's, Yara is like silently crying and starts in like little teeny subs. This is, this was such a beautiful, heartbreaking goodbye. I don't know if you noticed this. There was a song that's like, yeah. You will go to the bayou. You're going to love your husband. Oh, I, I wrote this. You're going to be back. Well, you need to be back in the south of the family tree. You're gonna no, love no, This sounds fucky now. This sounds fucky now. That's not how it didn't go into that voice. It was very pretty and sweet, and you just made it. You're gonna <gasps> miss me when I'm gone. Now it's. Do you sound again a little bit like? Do you sound like gay Bob Seger? Uh, okay. That was Poodle, weird. <laughs> Poodle's getting drunk. I wrote, it sounds like the newest single from Jennifer Nettles. Kind it's of. More, it's I more like you. pop country. Again, I don't know where gay Bob or <laughs> gay Seger, Bob Seger came from. Not moves like a cock. Why have we not sang that song? I don't know. Uh, um, let's end this shit. I have food no, coming. Poodle is getting wrapped right now. <laughs> We've got so tired. We got to end this show, y'all. So next episode, y'all, we saved that. We save them because Poodle's so tired. But next week. We've got Brandon and Julia next, with tomorrow, probably tomorrow and tomorrow. Brandon and Julia with drunk Betty. Ugh. We've got Kalani and Asuelo's sweet scene. Eh. We've, we've got, Libby and her sister fucking oh. duking it out on fucking, a boat. Fucking, yeah, they, the they went Libby for it. The Libby we've always wanted to see. And then finally, fucking we Jerry Springer. maybe the best Thanksgiving <laughs> in Oklahoma ever. This is like my dinner with Andre uh, times 11. This was, oh, it's such a good episode. Good. And we can't wait to talk about that. It's Go good. to Reality it's Gates good, right? Pod. It's good, it's good, right? right? Go to realitygatespodcast.com, everybody. Hey. Twitter on Regality Gays Pod. I just got one today for a cameo for Father's Day. If you want your daddy to get a little or cameo from a, from a daddy, then just um, you're not a come, daddy. Just come at us. You'd like to think you are. Just come at us, and we'll help you out. We'll help your daddy out. Gross. Also, we also want to remember. Um, Go to you again. Our our charity this month in the Sissy Squad for the month of June. Alley Forney Center. The Alley Forney Center. Um, if you're not in the Facebook group, you can go. Let's see, Alley. It's alleyforneycenter.org. Yes, and that is spelled just so you know: A L I F I F O R N E Y Center.org. The Alley yes. Forney Center. Again, we want to remind you this. I just want to remind you that. Queer, homeless, foster kids have different needs than other kids, so this really helps them. Um, also, and subscribe to the Instagram if you're going to get Foodie Call. That should be dropping, I hope, maybe by next, that's weekend. So be on the alert. Now, we call these people Lonely Hearts Poodle <laughs> because aren't we all just Lonely Hearts looking for love in all the wrong places? What? what who do we cover? Who do we cover? <laughs> you know... Oh, I, I can tell you, I can tell no. you, I can tell 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 you. 
This is you know, Mr. Jarvis Shaw. We gonna go get to the Helican. With the Helican coming, we gonna go. We gonna see the feet of Helican. We gonna go like. We gonna go have some chin cake. We gonna go have salanya. We gonna go to the Cafe du Monde. We gonna go to everything with the chicory. Call us. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.